else. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Tuesday to you. Hope that your day is starting off well. At least it's not raining, right? A lot drier than it was yesterday. A little chilly, but that's okay. Uh, If you are heading to Providence this morning, if you are leaving the South Coast and heading to Providence or driving into Rhode Island through Providence or going anywhere through Providence, uh, be aware, if you are not already aware, that the Washington Street Bridge is being closed down. A portion of that is being closed down. And they are asking that anybody who is coming from our area into Providence instead go around. So rather than head into Providence and go through Seekonk to get around Providence... They want anybody coming from this area, anybody who can get on 140 and head to 24 or get on 24 from Fall River, they want you to go up 24 and down 495 and then take 95 in. And even then you should expect delays. But basically they're asking you to go the long way. Because they're going to have the westbound lanes of the Washington Street Bridge closed. They found a critical failure in some of the original 1960s bridge components on the westbound side. So it's not like you want to go over this bridge anyway, apparently. But this is going to impact the commutes of a lot of people. If you are already past Route 24... You're between 24 and Providence. Then they say that you can come in and you can go through Seekonk. That you can come in and use an alternate route. But that anybody that is coming from prior to 24 should go that way. 44 is an option. Route 6 is an option. But just keep in mind that those are going to be significantly impacted just by the local traffic alone. But that's a huge discovery. As they have been renovating this bridge. And now they find that one of the original 1960s bridge components has a critical failure. Which better that they are shutting it down to repair it than to say, well, we're just going to let you keep going over and hope for the best. So at least that they're jumping right on this, but it's going to take about three months to fully repair this. 
So you're looking at a significant time period of this delay. Uh, but the plan is to try to move some of that traffic and they're going to cut the bridge down to less lanes on the eastbound side eventually. But for right now, they're asking you to avoid the bridge altogether until they get that traffic pattern going. And even then, you can expect significant delays every day. As if it wasn't hard enough getting into Providence already. And there was a flurry of activity from MassDOT yesterday. A ton of emails from them that I, I don't I don't know if this sparked by what was discovered or if they were just out doing bridge checking and discovered this. Uh, but they are also going to be doing inspection of the Brayton Point Road Bridge over 195. That's going to be happening Wednesday from 9 to 3 and Thursday. That's 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., by the way. That's daytime work. And then Thursday, December 14th from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. So they're just saying, you know, you should expect delays, reduce speed, use caution. Then they're going to be doing overnight inspection of Veterans Memorial Bridge spanning from Fall River to Somerset. That'll be happening Wednesday and Thursday from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. And it will have some lane closures. It will have a ramp closure. And if you have any questions about any of these traffic issues at any time, the Mass 511 mobile app is the thing to download. Or you can go to mass511.com to view live cameras and real-time traffic conditions and all that. And, of course, we have live traffic available through the WBSM app. But you're, you can expect significant delays in Providence this morning. And just, if you're coming from this direction, avoid it altogether. I know it's longer to go around 495. The, the positive side of that, at least in terms of my experiences, and I don't drive it every day, so I don't know for sure, but I've always found that going up one uh, going up 495 rather in that area, I didn't hit a lot of slowdowns. But I also never went up as far as 95 either. So you could be going up 95, hitting traffic there. Then when you get closer into Providence, who knows what kind of traffic nightmare that's going to be. I mean, it kind of is anyway, going in on 95. So who knows how much worse that's going to be by the significant number of cars that will be coming in that direction now. So basically, if you've got to be there for a certain time, leave now. Leave early. Plan ahead. Back roads if you can, but... Not everybody feels comfortable doing that. Not everybody would rather do that. I've noticed that as they've been making improvements, and I'm using air quotes there, radio air quotes, as they've been making improvements to the Providence traffic, I find that when I go there, I'm sitting in it longer. 
I know it's still not Boston traffic. But it's it's enough to to be annoying and, and inconvenient. I went there with the day before Thanksgiving was the last time that I was in Providence. And I left here, I don't know, like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I had to run to the Providence Place Mall for something. And I was chugging along and got to just outside Providence. And I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be a good day. There's, you know, there's not going to be a lot of traffic. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Everybody's already left. They're not at work. If they're traveling, they've already hit the road. Nope. Didn't take me too long, but it took me probably a good 35 minutes. From the time that I turned on to 95 to actually get off in front of the mall. So the, the Providence traffic is already a mess. This is only going to make it worse. So if you have to head out there, I hope that we saved you some time or some headache. Because you will find that if you don't take 24, you're going to hit that detour. And I'm sure that's going to be far more backed up from people closer to the city trying to get into work. And that's the other part of being up this early is, you know, how many of you get up now and leave the house now, but you don't have to be to work until 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. But you do it because you like to be early. You like to have some time to yourself in the morning. You like to be able to get to work ahead of time before everybody else comes in and starts, you know, jumping on you for all kinds of things. Or you stop for your favorite cup of coffee or you stop and get breakfast somewhere. That used to surprise me when I was younger and I was a breakfast cook. And I'd be working in the mornings. I always opened. Well, I didn't always open, but once I was finished with college, I opened so that I could have the rest of my day free to do my other job working for the newspaper. And it always surprised me how many people got up and left their house and would rather leave their house in the morning and come to the diner and have breakfast than to stay home for that extra hour, have breakfast there, and then leave. And I remember saying to the, this one guy, Nick, that would come in every day. I'd say, why do you go to a restaurant when you could just have another hour at home? And he looked at me with a straight face and he said, because you do my dishes. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> You don't, you don't have to clean up afterwards or leave it in the sink to clean up when you come home. All right, that makes perfect sense. But it was, you know, just to me, as somebody who didn't spend a lot of time at home, I'd say, well, gee, I, I just want more time at home. But I get it. Some people don't want to start their day that way. Some people don't want to start their day rushing right into the door of the office, jumping at their desk and starting work. Some people want to ease their way into it. And the older I get, the more I understand that. 
the more I understand that people just want some time to themselves. So hopefully you're not going to lose too much of that. Or maybe you're going to gain some because you've got to leave earlier now. I've never been a commuter. I've never had to make a long drive. My longest drive to work, I mean, outside of, you know, having to go cover games at Gillette Stadium or TD Garden. But for the most part, my daily commute to work has never been more than a half an hour. And you throw on some music, some podcasts, WBSM, whatever it may be that you listen to, or you have one phone call with somebody. And next thing you know, you're there. So I I don't envy the people that spend hours on the road every day. I had actually applied for a job years and years ago when I was between cooking jobs. And I said, you know what? I want to get out of this business. I want to do something media, writing, publishing. I want to do something in that full time. I had applied for a job down in Watch Hill. And the person that was interviewing me was like, listen, we're interested in you, but you live two hours. It's going to be a two-hour drive to get down here every day. And then you're going to have to make a two-hour drive home. And I was like, nah, that's, that's nothing. I'll do that. That's not a problem. Like, no, you're going to lose four hours a day in the car. That's eh, not a big deal. I like having time to myself in the car. And they ended up going in a different direction because they were concerned that I would not like that drive and I would not last. And the more I think about it, they're right. I definitely would not have liked that. Four hours in the car every day. Who's driving two hours to go to work for something that I'm sure was, you know, not worth it, not pay-wise? So in the end, they, they did me a favor there. Although I guess, you know, who knows what that job would have turned into now that Taylor Swift lives down there or has a house down there. 508-996-0500, that's the number to reach out to us today. We had some very interesting conversation yesterday throughout the the course of the day, uh, especially Chris talking about that rally that happened in, in, on Sunday. We had some continued discussion about the baby that was found at Fort Tabor. We're getting little bits of more information about that. I'm still working too, by the way. I spent yesterday finishing all the transcription of my conversation with Jim Phillips regarding Phillips Farm. And I had leftover food last night from what I had had for dinner Sunday. But I got to tell you, all I kept thinking was, I want to get a rotisserie chicken. And I want to dip the rest. I want to dip it in the rest of the sauce that Jim gave me and get as close to that Phillips Farm experience as I can. So maybe, maybe tonight, maybe tonight I'll grab a rotisserie chicken and because I've got about half the jar of sauce left. And for those of you who are jealous, I'm sorry, I'm not rubbing it in your face. But it, it is good sauce. 
And so that'll be that'll be a main focus of the story is the sauce itself. But it'll be a little bit of a history of Phillips Farm as well. So if you have any old photos or if you want to share any experiences of going there and getting a chicken, you can send it to me, Tim at WBSM.com. Unfortunately, I'm not finding a lot of old photos online. But we've, we've got enough that I think it'll, it'll stir up some memories for you. And to those of you who are listening who are saying, what are you talking about? I've, I've never heard of Phillips Farm. Jim Phillips' family had a chicken farm. Originally at Mount Pleasant and Nash Road, they had a, and they had a little store where they would sell rotisserie chickens. And they had this sauce they would put on the chickens that people would go crazy for. And to this day, people are still trying to get the recipe from the family and they don't, they're not going to give it up. But that was the time when there were a lot of chicken restaurants. I think Jim said there were four in the area. One in the North End, one in the West End, one in Fairhaven, and then Phillips Farm. And for my generation, we, we had a little bit of that. We had like kind of the more sit-down family-style places. I remember Century House doing family-style chicken dinners. Wright's Chicken Farm. Huckleberry's Chicken House. But those days are waning. In fact, we have a couple of local New Bedford businesses, including a restaurant that are closing up here at the end of 2023. So it's getting to the point where family restaurants, are, are family restaurants even a thing anymore? We talked about this when Lindsay's closed. And I'm not saying that there aren't places you can bring the family, but that, that style, that genre of, of eating might be going by the wayside. 508-996-0500. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And we will take your calls, 508-996-0500. We'll also take your open line voicemails and your app chat messages via the WBSM app, which is brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. By the way, we have a couple of contests going on right now at WBSM.com and on the app. We are giving away tickets to the holiday concert at the Shepherd Center for the Performing Arts. Uh, that is happening on December 17th, so you can enter to win tickets to that. We're also giving away tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco at TD Garden. That's next October, but we're giving them away now so that, you know, maybe you want to give them as a gift. So you can enter to win both of those right now at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Right now, though, it is time to go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day with Ariel Dorsey. The special counsel prosecuting former President Trump wants the Supreme Court to immediately decide Trump's immunity claim. Jack Smith is skipping a federal appeals court and is going directly to the high court to determine whether Trump is immune from prosecution for alleged crimes he committed while in office. Smith is pushing to get the trial started on March 4th before the presidential election. 
Additional funding for Ukraine will likely be delayed until 2024. That's according to Texas Senator John Cornyn, who said Monday the delay would be because there isn't enough time before Christmas to reach a deal on border security. Hardline Republicans have repeatedly said any additional aid for Ukraine will be paired with southern border reforms. The Texas mother at the center of a lawsuit over the state's abortion ban has left the state to get health care somewhere else. The Center for Reproductive Rights says Kate Cox's unborn baby was diagnosed with a fatal condition, but her doctors refused to end the pregnancy over fears of prosecution. Google has lost an antitrust lawsuit from video game company Epic Games after a jury in San Francisco found the Google Play phone app is an illegal monopoly. Epic Games, maker of the popular Fortnite game, has been fighting a Google and Apple for years over how the app store's payment sharing systems work on Monday, a jury found Google was operating an illegal monopoly through its app. Google says it will appeal. New Los Angeles Dodgers star Shohei Otani is deferring most of his record-breaking contract. Over the weekend, Otani agreed to a 10-year, $700 million deal to play for the Dodgers, the largest contract in U.S. sports history. The baseball star will reportedly defer $68 million of his annual $70 million salary in an effort to lower the Dodgers' payroll and tax issues. Most Americans living paycheck to paycheck say they, they expect to spend about the same amount or less this holiday season as they did last year. That's according to a new Forbes advisor survey that says close to half say they'll spend about the same and nearly one in five say they plan to tighten their belts. Another 30% of those whose paycheck just covers their living, living expenses with little left over say they'll spend more. In sports, the Celtics are seeking their second straight win. After taking down the Knicks by 10 points last week, the Celtics play host to the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Boston enters tonight's battle, having won four of its last five games. One of the top quarterbacks in college football is declaring for the 2024 NFL Draft. North Carolina quarterback Drake May is foregoing the remainder of his eligibility to enter his name into the draft. ESPN ranks May as the second overall prospect in the 2024 draft class. The Patriots are currently projected to have the second pick in the upcoming draft. New England hosts the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. And the Bruins could be without a couple key players for tomorrow night's game against the Devils. Head coach Jim Montgomery confirmed Monday that forward Paval Zaka and defenseman Charlie McAvoy are each day-to-day with upper body injuries. The Bruins have won four of the last five games. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. It is cold out there. Do bundle up. Temperatures around 30s, but the wind chill values the real fuel temperature in the mid-20s. Mostly sunny for this afternoon. Temperatures will be in the mid to low 40s. 44 is the normal high for Providence. Wind chills will be in the upper 20s, so do bundle up. It'll be quite breezy as we head into tomorrow with temperatures on the cooler side. Very cold for Thursday. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Floating in the river with a saturated liver And I wish I could forgive her But I do believe she meant it when she told me to forget it And I bet you will forget it when you find me in the morning Wet and drowned And the wood gets round 
song to do a karaoke but you, you got to be really fast about it and I, I i'm not fast enough i try to sing along with it in the car and i just can't keep up uh but that's the monkeys going down 508-996-0500 that is the number to call in and chime in let's go to the phones good morning you were on wbsm good morning fella good morning ramon how you doing uh just living so i'd like to make a, i'd like to ask everybody that's out there and you're listening to your audience to at Go out and see over the next few couple of months. If you see the moon, when it's supposed to be out there, it's gone. If it's disappeared, and it's like I think there's gonna be like tens of millions of people are going to see the moon disappear between between now and and and, and March. Uh, for for what reason? Uh, I, I haven't. My my dreams haven't came told me that yet. I'm just telling you what I've what I'm seeing. Okay. So I'll find out pro- hopefully beforehand. And and it's, I'm thinking like, is it going to affect the tidal waves? Because you know, the moon is. It's very, it's very important with the waves and stuff out there. I don't know. What about people, you know, moon madness where people go crazy, you know, and have that lunaticness going on. So I'm just wondering what's, what's going to be the, the whole whole kit and caboodle. So I'm just, just telling everybody to look out and just, just look. And so if this happens, I don't hear any doubts about anything. Even if I say the Dallas Cowboys will win 12 Super Bowls in a row, which I'm not going to say that. That would be pre- pre- preposterous to say that and, and really mean it. But if I already say that, I don't want to hear any doubts like no, no ifs and ends, but. So I'd like to share that with you. Well, we appreciate and, uh, that. So are you going, so have you decided if you will do the show Saturday or not? No, we're not. We've got NFL football the next couple of weeks. Dadgummit. You think about it, you ought to pull like a, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, you can't stretch yourself well too far. I was thinking like if we, you do come to Vegas, I wanted to take and change your dress up and, 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 and you know, give you a little makeover and tell what everybody thinks about you when you come back back there and they're like, Look at him, you know. I'm I was thinking that'd be kinda good, you know, to dodge you up and see what happens. Well, I'm trying. I mean I've been I've been definitely getting some better clothes because as I found, being in a smaller size, you can get nicer clothes at the at the uh at the thrift shop. So <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of that's, that's kind of true. Anywhere like, you know, smaller clothes, like yeah, like Osh Kosh by gosh, you know. It's, I, it's, it's also nice walking into the store and they have things on clearance and you're like, Oh look, there's my size. Yeah, well yeah. Or you have to order it for you. Like said, like I've like for instance like my shoes. I've had I've got big feet. I've like thirteen triple E and my mother used to get those stride right shoes for me, you know, the those shoes like the you know, oh, yeah. back in the day. And so that helped give me stability and, and and help my arches look good and stuff like that. But oh, my mother would kick my behind, knowing that I decided oh, we're nothing but but my, wear Air Jordans or whatever, walk around in tennis shoes also all the time, you know. And that's crazy. I thought when I spit, oh no, I can hear it right. Okay, mom, I, I hear you. No, I I, see, I had right the now. I had the Will Smith childhood. I asked her for Adidas and she bought me Zips. You should, you should have the bucket. Oh, the zips didn't have the little pocket on the side. Those Actually, I'd, I'd ask for kangaroos. Remember roos? Yeah. I'd ask for yeah, those, I and I got zips instead. It didn't have the pocket on the side. That's like the roos. That's what I said. 
like I said, so that's good. So I'm on the same boat with you. You said, and I'm on the same mind, you know. Like, my mom was like, why do you want those shoes? I was like, because then I can put, like, my money in the pocket on the side. And she's like, you're nine. You don't have any money. I was like, that's a good point. Say, but that's what you think now, mom. You know, what about, did you ever try British Knights? I never did, but I was going to order some because they're back. You can get them uh, from Amazon. I was going to order a pair, but the reviews were not very good. Well, the reviews weren't very good in the beginning either, you know. They're, they looked good, but... But they yeah. had MC Hammer on the commercials, so... Uh, well, you know, that's even neither here nor there. You see what his, how his finances turned out. That is true. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to hold you there, Lamont, because i got some other calls i got to get in before the break. All right, All right play on, playboy. Uh, have, a have a good day, day everybody. Take God it bless. easy. Take a light, player. And uh, let's go to this call here. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning, Tim. What's going on? Morning. I, I'm going to ask you before you get into whatever you want to discuss, yeah. what, what sneakers were your favorite as a kid growing up? What was it? What sneakers did you prefer as a kid growing up? Uh, prefer? I, I preferred the Nike, but my parents were like, yeah, nah, that's it. That has not happened. Because you're going to get British Knights. And well, how were the British Knights? Terrible. All right, I got then them I'm... once, and they were like the the leather was cracking within a, you know a little while, but then they, they didn't last long whatsoever. I won't get any from Amazon. My my favorite was when I was a little little bit old. I think probably maybe twelve or thirteen. Uh, the the I think it was Nike that put them out. The pumps, the one on the tongue. Oh, Reebok, Reebok yeah. pump. Okay, all right, yeah, it was Reebok. Yeah, those those were like. The thing for like uh, probably about half a semester, about ha- a half a semester, half half the school year, I would say that was like a big thing. They so brought that, those were my favorite ones. They brought those back a few years ago. I went to the outlet and considered buying a pair, and then I was like, nah. And then I went back to get them, and they were already gone. So, really? Yeah. Well, I'm sure uh, I didn't that's, miss much. I, I definitely won't wear them again because then I, I look like an old guy trying to be young and <laughs> I don't like that look I, that's the look that I used to make fun of when I was actually younger when I when I would see like a I'm 20 years old and I see a guy like maybe about 40 dressing like he was in 1985 I'm like that's not gonna be me I'm not yeah. gonna do that wear new balance myself. like you're supposed to you damn dad no absolutely absolutely not no absolutely I, I wear my chucks I'm good I wear my my uh my Chuck Taylor's that's 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 my go-to. They're wicked, freaking comfortable. Um, so, talking about like I, I was listening to Ramon, and I was like, ah, the moon's gonna go away. So, and he and he mentioned lunatic, and that got me thinking. Like maybe that's where the the term lunatic came from. Cause it is, you know yeah. how they say the is it really? Mm-hmm. So like the full moon, you know, makes people crazy, and that's where lunatic actually came from. From my understanding, yeah. No kidding. All right. Uh, that was pretty well. Um, so I, I stopped by the the Traveler Memorial yesterday. Oh, how was the, it? Uh, the very humbling. You go in and there's eight foot towers of just absolute heroes. You, you just walk around and you're just like, this, this is insane. How many people have given their life uh, for the country for our freedom? And you just, it's it, it just very. You realize y'all really not you know, as big of a person as you think you are when you walk into that room. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you are completely humbled. And, and, and I, I went specifically looking for an individual. They're not done with it. And I just, I found that out yesterday. So there's 70%, they've added about 70%. And they said if 
if you go there and you're looking for an individual uh, who was killed in action during the war on terror and he's not or she's not on it, uh, to get the family to get in touch with them so they can put them on. Because they, they're, doing the, they're doing the work, but they're not going to be able to, you know, do it as quickly as, as you can if, if you know somebody who's not on it. So um, I, I had to, you know, obviously contact a, a family, get get him on it. But, um, yeah, it was just towers and towers of, of just all the people that were, were killed in action during the war on terror since, since and- 2004. Well, what I find, you know, strange about it is it's a, a lot of stories that haven't been told. You know, a lot of stories that, that didn't make headlines because yeah. for, I don't know, for whatever reason during the war on terror, those stories kind of, I, did. I hate to say they, they get lost in the shuffle, but people were, you know, locally, of course, it mattered. Locally, you cared about your, your local sons and daughters that were killed in action. Yeah. But for the most part, these weren't, these should have been bigger national stories. Right, exactly. I, there's there's people from all over the the country, obviously, and I saw a gentleman from from Guam, and I saw all ages too. I saw I saw a gentleman from uh, the age of twenty all the way to forty five years old, you know, killed in action. And yeah, you you just walk around, and w- one of the things that I did like is they put their, their uh, like a military photo, and that's the biggest photo, right next to their name. They're in uniform or they're just, it's just a picture that the family gives, right? So it's a picture that the family gives uh, of them in uniform, out in the field, doing whatever. And then it's a family picture in the foreground. So it's a Christmas picture or it's a, it's a picture of them as a kid. There's a, there was a dude there that I looked at him and he looked like how I dressed back in like 2000, 2004. Like he had... Uh, I, the the frosted tip hair they you know he looked like in sync I was like damn you know it's it's been for for my friend that that was killed in action it's been it'll be twenty years in twenty twenty four wow that he got killed in action in uh, in Iraq and I'm like wow like he's been gone for almost as long as he was alive when he was killed and just it doesn't feel that way does it. No, no, I just, it just, I'm like, I can't believe it's been 20 years. You know, he's, he's buried in Arlington, um, cemetery and I haven't gone back. I haven't gone out to, to actually see him out there either, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's incredibly humbling. I saw all the, cause yesterday was the memorial service. So I saw a lot of your, your local guys. I saw, uh, Mayor Mitchell. I saw Chris Markey. Chris Markey was there. He was just floating around actually looking at all the, the towers when I got there. Um, but yeah, there, it was a lot of people there. Uh, great. I didn't get to see the ceremony. Ceremony was at three. I was still at work. But yeah, um, today's the last day. So if anybody's still, I don't know what time it ends, what time they pack up. But if anybody's looking to get in there, today's the it's, last day. It's just go and, and pay tribute. Today is just nine to noon. So you've just got this morning to get out there and see it. Ooh, really? Yeah, that's 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 unfortunate because it, it is. It definitely. Like I said, it, it brings you back. You think you're doing a lot for this country, and if you didn't serve, if you didn't serve this country, you know, it, it's very humbling and, and realize that those guys are, are the monuments of America. You know, it's just, you, you just look at it and say, they gave everything. They gave literally everything. So the fight that's 8,000 miles away doesn't come into your shore. 
Yeah, I think I think it'll be back though. Based on the response that I've been hearing about it, I, I would like to see it come back on a on a semi regular basis. Yeah, that would that would be that would be really fantastic. And I, and, and I think probably um, more people would be involved, hopefully, you know, and, and get more. You know, obviously, your elected officials to get them here or set almost set a regular date. They'll be like, all right, come here every you know second Tuesday of of January of. Um, you know, June or something, you know, just pick a date. So then everybody can kind of schedule it. So it's not so much of a ad hoc kind of in the area. If they can almost schedule it, that'd be great. And then you get more of a response. But yeah. It's definitely something to bring you. I think even Chris, Chris McCarthy even said, said it, bring you, bring your sons and daughters down, you know, let them realize that their uh, easy life is, is only easy because of those guys. You know, Absolutely, and people yeah. who currently serve, you know, it's just, it's very humbling, Tim. And it's something that you should uh, definitely go check out and everybody should go check out. All right. Well, thank you for the call. All right, Tim. You have, have a good day. And uh, yeah. again, that's at the New Bedford Regional Airport from nine to noon this morning is the final day. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Well, you probably got all your decorating done, right, for the holidays. Well, WBSM wants to spread the holiday cheer by sharing out your holiday light displays. Once again, we are looking to light up the South Coast. Send us photos of your light displays, your lawn inflatables, and every other way you've decorated your yard or your home. Send them to us by selecting Light Up South Coast on WBSM.com or on the WBSM app. And check out our gallery of light displays and plan your trip to see them all. Light Up South Coast on WBSM is brought to you by Mac Electric. <laughs> And we're going to be heading into the newsroom in just a moment. When we come back on the other side, I want to talk about some of these New Bedford area businesses that are closing down. So in, in just the past couple of days, we've received word about Crave shutting down, about Healthy Bites meal prep closing. So we've had some businesses that have had to shutter their doors. We've had some in the local area that have opened recently. Some new ones coming. There's a story that we have about uh, Maven's Delicatessen in Pawtucket having to close down temporarily because they've been overwhelmed with business. So it's really an up and down 